Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another amazing episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we are doing our first ever, probably only ever, because there's really not a whole lot to this, uh, St. Patty's Day episode. Uh, we'll you know cover the, the basics, you know, who is St. Patty, why are leprechauns involved, the four-leaf clover, all that good stuff. Uh, but if you're listening, uh, we actually have a video to go with this one on our YouTube channel this time. Uh, we got our green light. Eric's all green. Uh, I've got green on my PTR part of my shirt because I couldn't find really my green shirt. Old logo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's a 2016 logo, actually. 2015, 16. Yeah, when we were still working through what the hell is Paratruth all about. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember that we got those shirts made, or, or those, yeah, well, those shirts with that logo specifically for uh, Scarefest yep. of 2015. Yep. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. So old. It's been a while. Um, and we've got our drinks. I've got my Jameson. Eric's got his Guinness. What was the? The Extra Stout. Extra Stout. Time. So. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Jameson and Guinness. We're throwing some... some. Uh... They're Irish. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Good try. He's already had too much Jameson. I haven't uh, even started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did you want to start with? Do you just want to start with the history or should we... Go with some fun facts. What do you what do you want to do? Well, let's just start off with the history. I mean, that's it was just knock that out, get it out of the way. I think most everyone knows somewhat of the history, um, at least within our field of work. Uh, if you're a researcher of the paranormal and all that stuff, you probably know a thing or two about St. Patty's Day and about St. Patrick himself. Just like uh, as we talked about uh, Valentine and Valentine's yep. Day. Uh, you know, these aren't things that are typically paranormal in nature, but it's still very interesting to know, like, why do we celebrate these days? You know, right. I mean, the majority of us obviously don't see any type of religious thing with it. Uh, this is really a, just for a, for fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I can't wait because no, I don't party like I used to, but <laughs> I love doing eggs and kegs in the morning. So, uh, I'm going to be going out, grabbing some breakfast and drinking a beer at like eight in the morning, which, it's the only time of year that I do it, so why not? It's it's fun. I don't know what it is about beer and breakfast, but it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, um, I won't be off for St. Patty's Day, but I will be having a, a beer to celebrate St. Patrick. Um, 
So I'll let you, since I did a lot of the talking for St. Valentine, I'll give you the opportunity to tell us about St. Patrick. Sure. So St. Patrick's Day is typically or is always celebrated on March 17th uh, of every year, the anniversary of his death in the 15th century. Now, St. Patrick's Day 2023, of course, will take place on Friday, March 17th, which probably everyone's excited about because that's right before the weekend. So you can get wasted and not worry about taking the day off the next day. Now, the Irish have observed this day as a religious holiday for over a thousand years. And on St. Patrick's Day, which falls during the Christian season of Lent, Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and celebrate in the afternoon. Lenten prohibits... Uh, Sorry, Lenten prohibitions uh, against the consumption of meat were waived and people would dance, drink, and feast on the traditional meal of Irish bacon and cabbage, which, by the way, as of this year, since it does fall on Friday, uh, the Catholic Church, of course, from what I understand, has waived the whole no eating meat thing. You are allowed to have corned beef if you follow that whole tradition thing instead of fish. Um you know, I used to follow that pretty religiously, which is, I guess, because it was <laughs> a religion, part of your religion. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> not anymore, though. Uh, um, even with uh, uh, being born again, or was that more on the cath when you were? It was mostly the Catholic. Roman Catholic side. Uh, I mean, it, even nowadays, like I'll do, I'll do it just for fun. Like, oh, fish fries on Friday. Can't miss out on fish fry Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, even this is going to sound gross for a lot of you, but. Fish sandwiches from McDonald's. There's something about them with a shamrock shake every March, man. <laughs> Got to get it. Yeah. Shelly, uh, one of the things that she misses about eating meat is the McDonald's fish sandwich. And every hey, time hey. she mentions it, I'm like, oh, I, gross. I won't, I won't tell a soul if she just has <laughs> treats herself. Treat yourself, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, St. Patrick, who lived during the 15th century, uh, is the patron saint of Ireland and its nation and is its national uh, apostle. Now, born in Roman Britain, he was kidnapped and brought to Ireland as a slave at the age of 16. He later escaped, but returned to Ireland and was credited with bringing Christianity to its people. Now, in the centuries following Patrick's death, believed to have been on March 17th of 461, the mythology surrounding his life became ever more ingrained in the Irish culture. Now, perhaps the most well-known legend of St. Patrick is that he explained the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit using the three leaves of a native Irish clover, the shamrock. If you guys have been tuning into Paratruth for a while now, you've heard me tell that story numerous times, actually. Hmm. Now, since around the 9th or 10th century, people in Ireland have been observing the Roman Catholic Feast Day of St. Patrick on March 17th. And the first St. Patrick's Day parade took place not in Ireland, but of course in America. Records show that St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17th of 1601 in a Spanish colony in what is now St. Augustine, Florida. The parade and a St. Patrick's Day celebration a year earlier were organized by the Spanish colony's Irish vicar, Ricardo Artur. Now, more than a century later, homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched in New York City on March 17th of 1772 to honor the Irish patron saint. 
enthusiasm for the St. Patrick's Day parades in New York City, Boston, and other early American cities only grew from there. Now, obviously, we know what basically is becoming of these parties because nowadays it's just right. ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's over the top. Just like everything else. I mean, let's face it. It really is. It really is. Uh, quick note here. I just want everyone to know that this information that I'm pulling from today is history.com. You know, we put that stuff in the snow notes and we'll be adding that as well. Uh, but if you guys want to look into any of this, history.com is one of our favorite sources. Uh, it's a trusted source. So stay away from Wikipedia if you can. Uh, right. If you can. <laughs> uh, now, pretty much over the next 35 years, Irish patriotism among American immigrants flourished, prompting the rise of so-called Irish aid societies like the uh, Friendly Sons of Patri- uh, St. Patrick and the Hibernarian, Hiber, Hiber, Hibernian, Hibernian, I don't know. Hibernian. 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 It's a weird word. (laughs) Society. (laughs) Apparently, Eric's had too much already. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Each group would hold annual parades featuring bagpipes, which actually first became popular in Scottish and British armies. And, of course, they would use drums as well. And in 1848, several... New York Irish Aid Societies decided to unite their parades to form one official New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade. Today, that parade is the world's oldest civilian parade and the largest in the United States with over 150,000 participants. Each year, nearly 3 million people line the 1.5-mile parade route to watch the procession, which takes more than five hours to complete. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia and Savannah also celebrate the day with parades involving between 10,000 and 20,000 participants each. I'll have to tell you I didn't get a chance to check out the Savannah parade when I was in Atlanta. I was told to multiple times to go to Savannah on St. Patty's Day. It was supposed to be one of the biggest parties of the year uh, and I never got a chance and I'm a little bummed out about that. about it. Yeah, I should have I should have done it. It's not, you know, when you're living in Atlanta, it's only a three hour drive to Savannah. So it's not like it would have been difficult to do. But I don't know. The thought of driving there and then having to find a hotel or something during the biggest party weekend of the year. Right. Uh obviously I wouldn't be able to drive by back and taking an Uber for a three hour drive would well, you'd be broke. Anything you want to add so far? Uh, no, so far it's that's pretty much what I've got. Um, the actually the one thing I did want to add, which I don't believe is in this article, that um, St. Patrick is also known, or at least we're taught that St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. Right um, now, I have also heard that that's a soliloquy of more. Not driving snakes out of Ireland, but it was him being a missionary coming to Ireland and um, basically driving paganism out of Ireland. Mm. Sure, paganism. I mean, it could also be a reference to vipers. You know, uh, how many times Jesus had mentioned in the scriptures or told somebody they were a brood of vipers. Uh, Basically, you don't want to be like the snake. So, yeah, it certainly could be like figuratism in this sense. 
But yep, that was the only thing that, interestingly enough, that history.com did not have in this article as far as I could see. That's weird. You would think that, I feel like that's a big one. That's something that we've also talked about on this show over the years. Um, which is weird because we've never talked about it in association to St. Patrick's Day specifically. Right. But <laughs> we've just mentioned it. I don't, here and there. don't know why we would have mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. Yeah. So, you know, up until the mid 19th century, most Irish immigrants in America were members of the Protestant middle class. When the Great Potato Famine hit Ireland in 1845, close to one million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics began pouring into America to escape starvation. Now, despised for their alien religious beliefs and unfamiliar uh, accents by the American Protestant majority, the immigrants had trouble finding even many, many old jobs. When Irish Americans in the country's Cities took to the streets on St. Patrick's Day to celebrate their heritage. Newspapers portrayed them in cartoons as drunk, violent monkeys. The American Irish soon began to realize, however, that their large and growing numbers endowed them with a political power that had yet to be exploited. They started to organize, and their voting bloc, known as the Green Machine, became an important swing vote for political hopefuls. And suddenly, Annual St. Patrick's Day parades became a show of strength for Irish Americans, as well as a must-attend event for a slew of political candidates. In fact, in 1948, President Harry S. Truman himself attended New York City's St. Patrick's Day parade, and it, which was a proud moment for the many American, Irish Americans whose ancestors had to fight stereotypes and racial prejudice to find acceptance in the new world. Now, I, I mean, I think that's about the majority we need to go through in the history. Yep. I mean, this brings us up to the 18, uh, late 18, early 1900s. And from there, it pretty much just explodes across the world, right? So St. Patty's Day celebrations are pretty much observed just about on every continent um, and nearly every country. <clears throat> of course, we all know some of the biggest ones being Chicago, where they dye their river uh, green, uh, which is something that I believe my our, our hometown of Cleveland uh, has tried doing, or maybe does. I don't know. I think they've tried doing it. Uh, it just doesn't have the same reputation uh, as the Chicago Green River. Right. I mean, to be fair, the river is probably green enough without putting dye probably. into it. <laughs> probably. I mean, I think it's kind of cooler to be known as the Burning River anyway. <laughs> It's not cool because of the amount of pollution that forced it to explode right. in flames, but you know, still kind of cool. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think the, the last part of this article is the other really interesting part because like th- this is supposed to be a celebration of St. Patrick, but somehow, somehow leprechauns, and four leaf clovers got involved, which we talked about the four leaf clover um, with St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the original name for the leprechaun, which I, I didn't know this, uh, is Loberkin, uh, meaning small bodied fellow. 
if you don't know what leprechauns are, you know, the belief is that uh, it's from Celtic belief and they are fairy folk. They have magical abilities, maybe good, maybe bad. Uh, just depends on the leprechaun or the fairy, I think. Um, they can be cranky, but um, they do also grant wishes. Uh, again, maybe good, maybe bad. Um, but leprechauns actually have their own holiday on May 13th, but are also celebrated on St. Patrick's Day with many dressing up as the wily fairies. Now, this article doesn't go into this, but again, uh, it's one of those things where I feel it was probably Christianity trying to coax pagans to celebrate with them, to celebrate the saint instead of the religion that they were doing. But um, again, like I said, this this article doesn't say that, but it, it's just a feeling of mine. Right. Do you, did you find exactly what the holiday was that is celebrated on May 13th for the leprechauns? I didn't. Um, so if you find that, let me know. Um, but we'll go into seven facts about the four leaf clover associated with St. Patty's day uh, while Eric's looking that up. So there are approximately 10,000 three leaf clovers for every lucky four leaf clover. Uh, There are no clover plants that naturally produce four leaves, which is why four leaf clovers are so rare. The leaves of four-leaf clovers are said to stand for faith, hope, love, and luck. It's often said that Ireland is home to more four-leaf clovers than any other place, giving meaning to the phrase, the look of the Irish. If you're lucky enough to find a four-leaf clover, look for more. If a clover plant produces a four-leaf clover, it's more likely to produce another one than plants that only produce shamrocks. The four-leaf can be smaller or a different shade of green than the other three-leafs. And if you're the superstitious type, give your four-leaf clover to someone else. It's said that this will double your good luck. And that's all I got. That's all you got. Did you find I've, anything? I mean, I found a couple four leaf clovers over the years, <laughs> like two, literally just a couple. They're really hard to find when you go searching for them. It's kind of fun to go searching for them, um, but it is hard. <laughs> uh, as for Leprechaun Day, uh, well, it's there's not a ton of information on it other than you know, leprechauns like to dance a jig. And you can celebrate with them that way, whatever that means. Um, <clears throat> but it looks like the leprechaun can visit every night while you sleep. Every night. So leprechaun day goes well beyond May 13th, apparently. Uh, but similar to the elf on the shelf, the leprechaun comes by every night to do mischievous things like empty the tissue box or hide the remote. Okay. Uh <laughs> That's all there is, actually. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, yeah. 
Yeah. So really, there's not much information. I was wondering because, and maybe one of our listeners out there would know this, but when I was a kid, there was some sort of holiday celebrated every year where my sisters and I, my parents would have my sisters and I put our shoes outside the door, like outside overnight. And the next morning, they'd be filled with treats, like candy. And I don't know what holiday that is. Or if it even exists anymore, this might be one of those things where, you know, the timeline got screwed up and Maybe. Mandela effect, right? Um, but I've, I've looked for this and I don't know what it is. Like around this time or? I don't remember. I think so, but I don't remember. Was it on Easter? It could have been, but I don't know. <laughs> if I knew, I wouldn't be bringing this up right now. <laughs> I don't think we ever had that tradition. Um, so you brought up the uh, corned beef and cabbage and fish and shamrock shake. Yeah. Um, are there any traditions that you remember just as a kid or even early adulthood that we would do to celebrate St. Patty's um, Day? I mean, nothing really. You know, my sisters and I would always watch these, you know, all, all the St. Patty's Day, quote unquote St. Patty's Day movies. Obviously, the horror movies like Leprechaun, Leprechaun 1, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 133, you know, all of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Leprechaun in the ghetto. Right. Uh, but we would also watch a lot of the Disney Leprechaun Irish movies. I should say not Leprechaun, but Irish movies on Disney Channel, which was a big thing growing up. Uh, Luck of the Irish was one of the big ones, uh, which probably a lot of you our age know what that is because it was a really popular movie. Uh, probably most of our late teen years, uh, mid to late teens. Uh, but yeah, you know, we would we would just have corned beef every every holiday we still do every year my, my parents make corn corn beef and we'll either have corn beef or Reuben sandwiches every night uh every holiday along with obviously the beer uh now my sisters and i would go bar hopping you know for a couple of years there it didn't last long you know <laughs> when you get to that like mid-20s it only takes one or two years before your body's like no, right. you know, no we don't want to do this anymore uh but plus, a lot of we most of the time we are working anyway. So, right. Every once in a while, we get the time off, though. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really about it. You know, it wasn't too much. Uh, I think at, at school, you know, there's probably some sort of thing where we would wear green. I know I wear yeah. green every year just for fun. Um, but that's about it. What about you? Um, I remember wearing green. Um, kind of the the chocolate, the gold coins with the chocolate mm-hmm. in them or the gold foil. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. And the, the corned beef and cabbage. Um, my, my ex mother-in-law ex stepmother-in-law um, was Irish. So I, I remember us going out to dinner for corned beef and cabbage on St. Patty's day yeah, and green beer. Um, it's pretty much it. I mean, I don't think we really celebrated St. Patty's Day a whole lot. Not not as young kids, but right. more so as adults. 
Yeah. No, you know, saying I feel like it's one of those days where it's really meant for the adults. Yeah. You know. Uh I mean again, we we watch a lot of TV and stuff like that, but aside from that, not much. I did possibly find that other holiday. I don't know for sure though, because I don't remember it being winter. <laughs> but Saint Nichols Saint Nicholas Day uh is a holiday which celebrated on December sixth. Um now it looks like it evolved into many modern day forms but the traditional custom is to set shoes out in the evening before saint nick's day so that they'll be filled with little gifts and treats in the night so possibly that's the only thing i came across for that hmm. so maybe it was winter oh. i don't know it's it's one memory it's, it's one of those blip memories you know it's just like i remember putting the shoes out and i remember there being treats but i don't remember anything before after or in between okay well i mean being roman catholic you would have been celebrating the saints so it makes sense to me yeah it's possible and it, you know it's i think it makes it more vivid because i'm living in the house that we did that at so it was the front door uh but i don't know why i didn't do that more i could have used more treats <laughs> <laughs> all right folks um we're gonna take a quick break you'll hear a quick commercial and we will be right back with paratruth radio coming up on 5-Minute News. I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And this is our special St. Patty's Day episode, or St. Patty's Day special episode. (laughs) I don't know. We decided to do video this week. or Yeah, this week. So if uh, you're watching the video, welcome. Look at our rooms. Enjoy. There's nothing much to really see. Yeah. <laughs> but our beautiful faces. So. Um, but anyway. What? <laughs> you just got this really weird smile on your face when you said <laughs> pretty faces. <laughs> I mean. I got to try to keep my enthusiasm down, you know, <laughs> working myself worked up knowing how handsome I'd be <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so this is actually our first St. Patrick's Day episode that we've ever done for Parachute Radio. I'm pretty sure we've done one back with like Night Stalkers or something like that. Um, I don't remember us ever doing a St. Really? Patty's episode. Well, if that's the case. And this is the first one. So yeah, cool. this is anyway. This is a treat for everybody. If you've yeah. been following us for as long as we've been around, anyways. All right. So I don't know. What are some takeaways here for you? I mean, did you learn anything new that you hadn't already known? Um, I, I didn't know the whole history of St. Patrick, so mm-hmm. it is it is interesting to learn the history because I, I'm kind of a history buff. I, I love history. But um, other than that, no, I mean, for the most part, I pretty much knew a lot of it. Um, never really knew why leprechauns were associated with St. Patty's Day, but, you know, kind of had that inkling of, you know, it was a, a Celtic tradition. And then we kind of 
adopted it into Christianity because of St. Patrick. But yeah, man, not, not a whole lot. How about you? Uh, not too much, but I will say that I'm a little surprised because I mean, I haven't done any research into St. Pat, St. Patrick over the years or very little. And I was actually expecting to see something that links all the heavy drinking, uh, (laughs) to St. Patrick, you know, Kind of like the whole St. Nicholas thing where there was the story that he basically punched somebody in the face at a bar right. <laughs> because they didn't like he, that he was uh, his viewpoint on Christianity. Uh, so I was expecting something like that, but that, no, just doesn't exist. The drinking is just because... The stereotype of Ir- yeah. I- Irish, yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think that was the biggest thing that I learned here. Um other than that, no, everything was still pretty much straightforward. And yeah, again, the history too, like yourself, I didn't know much of the history. Uh, I didn't even know that we, this sounds horrible. I didn't even know that we celebrated St. Patty's Day uh, because he had died on March 17th. Like, I didn't I didn't know why we celebrated. I just needed I mean, beer and food. Same thing for St. Valentine's Day because it's not even called St. Valentine's Day anymore. It's just Valentine's right, it's just Day. just Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. We have all these holidays celebrating the death of somebody. And Christmas is the only one in which, at least in the Christian spectrum, that we celebrate someone who was born. Um, right. And Santa didn't die, so we're not celebrating Santa on Christmas. I mean, St. Nick did die. Well, St. Nick did, but that's not <laughs> on Christmas. No. Know, not for that day. That's not what we celebrate. Right. And how do you know? St. Nick might still travel around with a bunch of eight reindeer. He's magic. Oh, he, he was the only saint that was immortal? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting. So hey. St. Saint, Saint Nicholas was a vampire. Okay. No, or I can't, I can't say how God distributes his spiritual <laughs> gifts, but, you know, maybe that was one of them. That could be, too. Could have been a curse, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the leprechaun thing is the only reason that it fascinated me to do it on paratruth radio, because we have talked about fairies and leprechauns in the past and fairies. yep. And God, I miss those intros. (laughs) Um, and again, it, really doesn't tie a whole lot into St. Patrick's Day other than it was associated with a, a another holiday, quote-unquote holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did want to ask you, and it probably doesn't say it, but you had mentioned you know, doing a jig with the leprechauns. Would that grant favor to the person doing a, a jig with the leprechauns? Did it say anything like that? or No, it didn't say. It just said that leprechauns like to, to jig, to dance a jig. And so, you know, they're very, uh, you know, non-informative views as to what <laughs> Leprechaun Day was. <laughs> it's probably to celebrate it. been lost in the time, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I have a whole lot of anything else. Do you? No, that's about it for me. No. All right. So, folks, uh, make sure you're staying safe if you're celebrating St. Patty's Day and uh, 
if you're if you're drinking out in public, make sure you have a ride home. I w- would not want people to be driving home drunk on St. Patty's Day, although I'm sure plenty of people do. But right, so you should definitely should rephrase that. Make sure you have a uh, designated driver to drive you home because a lot of people have a ride home. Well, it's just, yeah, <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> A, a sober person to drive you home. I'll put it that way. Yes. Um, or get a taxi, you know, get Uber, Lyft, taxi, whatever. What's a taxi? Yeah. <laughs> Those are a dying is. breed right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least around here, New York, maybe. If you're in New York, grab a taxi. Sorry. If you're in New York, grab a taxi. But anywhere I mean, else. We have taxis here and we're in the middle of nowhere. What? They must be broke. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> Just transporting buffalo or bison? <laughs> point A to point B? <laughs> no, drunk people. Drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, if you find a shamrock or a uh, four leaf clover, make sure you share it with someone so you double your luck. Uh, do not take that pot of gold because the leprechaun will curse you. But until next week, where you will find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.